genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show, we'll be discussing Dalek, the ninth Doctor's fifth story. Scott, what do we know about it? So Dalek uh, was written by Robert Shearman and directed by Joe uh, a here. Um, this was the, this is the story that sort of reintroduced the Daleks into, uh, you know, new who, uh, and this was something that the BBC actually wanted in the premiere. They wanted, they wanted the Daleks to be in the premiere and Russell T Davies, um, smartly, I think suggested that they, they put it in the middle of the season, when people would start checking out inevitably mm-hmm. uh, as a as sort of like a ratings bump of like, oh, you should tune back into Doctor Who because the Daleks are making their reappearance. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's uh, sort of like how that happened. This is a, a loose adaptation of Robert Shearman's uh, Big Finish audio story called Jubilee, mm-hmm. uh, which was a six doctor story from 2003. That he wrote for Big Finish. Is that what um, the Dalek named itself? Uh, I forget why it's called Jubilee. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I, yeah, it's been a while. I can't remember exactly why it's called that. But uh, it was basically the same story. A lone Dalek held captive on Earth uh, and and then ends up, you know, nonetheless man- managing to pose a grave threat. Um, mm-hmm. So... Anyway, so using Jubilee as a starting point, uh, they sort of like changed some things. Um, first of all, uh, Russell T. Davies said that um, he wanted to shift it from alternate universe Britain to uh, 2012 Utah and that he <laughs> wanted a the, the main villain of the story to be a character called Will Fences, which was uh, going to be a, a, an allusion to uh, Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, oh, Russell, yeah. So, uh, oh my that, god, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then that ended up uh, changing to uh, Henry Van Staten because uh, basically Robert Sherman thought that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, so that's that's how we ended up with uh, Henry Van Staten. Um, he also. Wanted to introduce a new companion uh, that would be sort of like a failed companion, mm. essentially. And so mm. uh, that's how we got introduced to um, um, Adam, Adam Mitchell, um, who's sort of like the shortest companion, uh, shortest right. length companion. 
yeah, ever. I had uh, very mixed emotions about him throughout the story this time. Yeah, I, 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 I hate him. I think he's a bad character, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Well, we'll get into it for sure. Um, yeah, well, pro- we'll probably get more into it in the next next time mm-hmm. um, with the long game, but uh, he's not great here either. Um, <laughs> in any event, um, the the other thing too that they ended up having some trouble with was that while uh, Robert Sherman was writing the story, which he had uh, titled Creature of Lies, which is a pretty mm-hmm. cool title. Yeah. Um, pretty cool title. Uh, so he was writing Creature of Lies as the BBC was trying to get the rights to the Daleks from uh, from the uh, Terry Nation um, family uh, who owned the rights to the Daleks. And uh, – they weren't giving it up because they wanted full control over full creative control over the use of Daleks in the episodes. They they wanted final approval and all the scripts and everything. Wow! And uh, the BBC was like, <laughs> "That's hilarious. We're not using the we're not using the Daleks." Um, so you're gonna have to think of uh, something else that uh, you can you can use uh, in this Creature of Lies episode. And so. They ended up um, – they were going to create uh, a, an alternate monster to replace the Daleks and uh, Davies came up with the concept of a, of a spherical creature that was sort of akin to a sadistic child oh, hey. um, that ended up being an – actually being a mutated version of humanity from the end of time, which of course – would be a concept that he would return to mm-hmm. a couple seasons later in the season three finale. I think. Yes. Um, so that was what they were going to do. And then uh, Sherman wrote a draft of this story <laughs> that had that in it. And uh, he uh, dubbed the draft absence of the Daleks, um, <laughs> which was <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so as it turned out, uh, the, the nation's, um, their, the nation's estate, they were, the reason they were so upset with the BBC is that they felt that they were, um, basically like permitting the use of Daleks in productions without their consent. And they were mad about it, specifically about the cameo appearance of the Daleks in the 2003 film Looney Tunes Back in Action. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. So really? apparently Daleks. Yeah. Daleks are in that movie. Um, I watched that a lot on HBO. And, and they were. Uh, did you know what Daleks were? <laughs> no, no. There's I, they went right literally right over my head. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what they were really mad about. And then they they worked that out and uh, were the Daleks were put back in. And uh, apparently Robert Sherman like. Uh, he just didn't try very hard on the absence of the Daleks script. And so like when they said like, oh, you can put the Daleks back in, he was like, okay, good. I already have that draft. Here you go. (laughs) So just turned it in. You Um, sneaky little snoot. Yeah. That's funny. So, so yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, It was, uh, it was filmed in a production block with father's day. Um, but the uh, interestingly, the wow. long game was actually put into a different uh, block, recording block. Um, ended up being part of the recording block, of course, with the uh, with the finale. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that was that was later. Uh, which you would big think, win for Billy Piper. Yeah, well, you would think because uh, you would think it would be a, those two would be together just because you know you have Adam and he's only in those two episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, not not so. Interestingly enough, it makes sense because they come back to that space station and they have yeah. all the sets and stuff. Right. And well, that's how they ended up saving money, I think, because mm. I don't think that was originally the plan. I think it was supposed to be a different, totally different things. Ah. Um, but they ended up having it be like a setup payoff thing to save money on nice. the long game. But I'm sure we're going to talk about that when we get to the long game stuff mm-hmm. um, next season. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the that's the background for this one. Um, Dalek, it's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. It was the uh, the first Dalek I ever saw. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to talk about this one because this is the episode that made me interested in Doctor Who. Um, the previous five episodes I was like super lukewarm about. And then this I was watching this one and I was just like, oh, there's like actual stuff happening in this show that's been kind of silly so far. So you can definitely tell that this episode is what Eccleston was wanting to do. Mm. Like in as as the doctor as you know on this show like this is I think what he was hoping for his role to be cuz you can just you can just see that he's sinking his teeth into this story. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, much more yeah, so than like, other ones. He was he was you know he was handling the lighter, fluffier moments with good humor and an able body. But yeah, you really can see him like activate in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so Dalek opens in 2012, and uh, I you know the far the far future of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rose makes a comment about. About I'd be 26 in 2012, and I'm just like, oh, oh man, you're like in your 30s now. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And tearing up the West End, from what I hear. Yeah, she already tore up Penny Dreadful. Man, mm-hmm. God, she was good on that show. Gonna um, be talking about that next week, guys. Are we? Don't think we've heard the last of Penny Dreadful on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess that yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair play. Uh, so the Henry Van Satin, or as I like to call him, not John Favreau. Uh, oh, yeah, he definitely he's, looks yeah, like John. Favreau. He's got a John Favreau vibe. Yeah. So some very interesting American accents right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, jo- well, the the actor who plays Henry Van Staten is is actually American. He's mm. the only one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I can tell. Every everyone that, yeah. else is everyone else is English and <laughs> there's one part where his uh female assistant Yes. Uh, yeah. She <laughs> says she's she tries to say helipad but she, instead she says helipad. Mhm. But she says it with an American accent, and it's just like, oh, that's what people think we sound like when we say <laughs> Omega instead of Omega. <laughs> like, that's like, it. That's the Well, problem. even, like, even oh, when like, she introduces – Oh, man, I got to get that chair out of the garage. <laughs> garage, yeah. When she introduces herself, she pronounces her name as Goddard instead of Goddard. Right? And I'm just yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. It's just the little <laughs> inglorious bastard moments where mm-hmm. we're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You're a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we get that great Cyberman head at the beginning in the museum, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I I, I, uh, I love that because 
I can imagine like I, I I when I was watching this the first time, like I just remember just being like, Oh, it's a Cyberman, that's cool. Um, but like not I don't I don't know. Like it's just it's so I don't know, it's so interesting to remember a time like before the Cybermen were on the show mm-hmm. on like New Who. And they were like, Hey, look, it was the it's that villain from a, a while ago. I don't know. Like, I just, I love that. I think that's kind of cool. Um, and he's like sort of looking at it like sort of wistfully uh, in a way. I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to make an Earthshock joke, but I don't want to spoil it for Nick. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Wistful. so excited. Oh, oh man, these things uh these these things tried to kill the dinosaurs once. Uh, tried? Well, they succeeded. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. So, yeah. Uh so this Dalek is getting tortured, which is um pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, man, Nicholas Briggs really diving into it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um that that showdown, that first showdown between the Dalek and and the Ninth Doctor is uh It's intense. What a scene. Yeah. What a scene. Oh man. And yeah. and the fact that he's like okay with killing this Dalek, it just sort of I like it as I mean, because obviously I think Davies knew to an, a certain extent that like, oh, there was a Dalek or there was a doctor who was in the war, mm. but he didn't know that Moffat was going to like literally create an alternate, you know, an 8.5 doctor. Right. Um, yeah. But you can definitely, you know, it, it, it all clicks in continuity that like, oh, this is a guy who's still recovering from being the war doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's a real testament to, I think, in retrospect, the eighth doctor in general, and, and at least Moffat's handling of it, that mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't, it, it really connects to the, to, to the canon that was laid out before. You 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 know I, I believe that a fan could watch this for the first time, having already known everything about the War Doctor and the Day of the Doctor, and being like, yeah, this checks out. Totally. Yeah, I because I haven't seen this since we covered um, the 50th anniversary special, and everybody knows that I'm not a fan of the War Doctor, but I can see mm-hmm. echoes of that in this episode, which is kind of yeah. cool. So maybe yeah. I will like it eventually, whenever we get there, and like. 10 years. <laughs> it's it's kind it's kind of like how in Last Jedi hearing Luke Skywalker say Darth Sidious was really cool even though there's nothing cool associated with Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Ooh. we all I, I mean, I think we all would have preferred 9 to have come back and played that part yes. in yes. that that's, story. That's important to remember, yeah. Yeah, I think we we all would have preferred that, but it wasn't Moffat's fault that he, that Eccleston didn't want to come back. Right. Yeah, and um, and by god, what a what a way to solve a problem. Right. Right. You know. Um cuz I don't know. I if I'm glad that it wasn't the 8th Doctor playing that part because you don't want to see the 8th Doctor in that world. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, Stupid. Um <laughs> right. I mean, he's well, he's just he, he's too pretty. He's too like sort of romantic and it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit putting him in the middle of a war and making him a soldier doesn't really fit. 
Yeah, um, and, and and Moffat being the true Whovian that he is, I'm, I'm sure he thought about all of this and ultimately came to the realization, like, I oh, know, I don't think, I think we need something else. Yeah, if it can't be the Ninth Doctor, we have to have something else. Um, and I think that's what that solution came from. But I, Did but somebody yeah, say I, I something loved, else? <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing it here, though. Um, mm-hmm. Those, yeah. you know, the, the sort of start of that, uh, ironically, because it, you know, te- yeah. takes place after. But yeah. And I but I and I do remember sitting in my in my my room watching this and being like so swept up in the the mythology of the time war and the last time, the last time war and all the Daleks being dead and all the time Lords being dead mm-hmm. and just being like, what the heck is this? This sounds metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I think and, I, there, and there's an Eccleston and Nicholas Briggs just sell every word. And if you uh, really hear the misery and, and horror and everything they talk about. My, my favorite thing about the story is how many like scary undoctory things that the doctor says oh, in this yeah. story. Um like my favorite thing that he says in this is you want orders? Kill yourself. Yeah, I <laughs> I was just like cuz it it makes me laugh every time and it's just because it's just like oh my god. Like it's yeah, it's just and, and, so and horrifying. Was... I can't do anything but laugh. Mm-hmm. Like that's all and I can you, do. And it's so interesting cuz you have to wonder if this was a product of Eccleston not really having a romantic attachment to the character or this being something new for so many people that, yeah, he, he is, I don't think I've ever, will ever see again, the doctor be this gleefully mean and, uh, you know, wanting to hurt another thing so bad is like in that room with that doll the first time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of my notes too. Cause like, I, I don't know, I hadn't seen this in a while. So Hearing the doctor say "kill yourself" is just like it's it's still rattling me. I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah, because it's so earnest. Cool. Like he 100 percent means it in that moment. Like I want you it's to like, die. Look, I, I really think this is the only thing that you can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting too because I think that you know, like ultimately, I, I I like part of me just feels like maybe you know as much as I would have loved to see the ninth doctor in in that story in day of the doctor. Sure. I, I kind of wonder if like maybe the ninth doctor really does work best as PTSD doctor recovery doctor. Yeah. Recovery doctor. Like literally on the other side of war, he becomes a different person, but he's still sort of like haunted by that previous incarnation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so lines like that, you, you can tell they don't, they don't come from, they come partially from a place of anger, but they also come from a place of pain. Yeah. Mostly. And fear. And fear. And I think that that comes from PTSD. And I, I, it makes more sense to me that it's an incarnation out of the war, just out of the war, than yeah. the incarnation that was part of it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, where the, the John Hurt's doc, war doctor, there was a kind of cold logic to a lot of his actions, mm-hmm. at, at least in the context of the war, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen the Doctor more afraid of those opening moments where you get that great silhouette of the Dalek when the light turns on and he's just like, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. Like, because yeah, like who knows when the last time he saw one of those things besides his like dreams. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that line of uh, where the Dalek tells the Doctor that he would make a good Dalek. Mm. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, to me, in my, for my money, I don't think this is the episode for me that elevates the doctor and the Dalek to like Batman Joker level, Sherlock Holmes Moriarty level, Mm -hmm. because you really see these two victims as much as anything of, of a war just, just really, they hate each other so much, but then also they realize that maybe no other living thing in the universe understands me like this person does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Billy Piper does some really cool stuff in this. I like, I like, uh, I like Rose in this episode. Yeah, sad manipulative Dalek is is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nicholas Nicholas Briggs bring in the tears. Uh, but then also, like, you know, he's being manipulative. He just wants her to touch him mm-hmm. uh, so touch that he me, can baby. heal. <laughs> yeah. Touch me. So sad. He's got a big drill hole in him. <laughs> touch me. I, I like this episode, too, because it showcases that Rose is the best companion for Nine. Like, she brings mm-hmm. out, like, he he's, like one step away from going off the deep end and she's just like, what are you doing right now? Like, yeah, I'm not afraid of this thing. I'm more afraid of you because you're the one pointing a gun at me right now. Like, yeah, like her, her, her newness to this is sort of able to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Cause she, she, she sees this as not a war criminal, but like, Oh my God, this pathetic fat, stupid robot mm-hmm. is like crying <laughs> in misery and I need to help it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if I, if I saw that thing free of context, just in my closet or like in a basement, like ah, babe, I'd be like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Someone took this adorable children's show creation and locked it in a basement. <laughs> I'm bred for hate. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor getting tortured, uh, shirtlessly tortured, was just like I. I it was just. Suddenly, suddenly we were taking a page out of Vengeance on Veros. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. And um, seemingly, seemingly out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess he wanted to be like, okay, how human is this guy? Yeah. But also like the x-ray apparently hurts. Like why make an x-ray <laughs> that hurts? Why it's would so you extra. do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's almost a little like, uh, like Shatnery. Yeah. Um, I do like the the sort of retcon of the of the sucker, the plunger, Mm -hmm. like finding a finding a use for that plunger. (laughs) One, it like crushes that guy's head, which is horrifying. I love Um, I love the line that precedes that though. It's like, "What you're gonna do, sucker me to death?" And it's like, "Actually, yeah." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Finally. But then, like, it can also, like, use the plunger to put in, like, complicated codes into the mm-hmm. keypad. Um, I just – I also – I just really loved that it was – it was, like, you know, you, they'll be able to do it in, like, uh, you know, a billion things in a second, a billion combinations in a second. And then he just, like, rolls over to the keypad, puts his plunger on top of it, and just, like <laughs> – his plunger is just like sort of like moving over the keys, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just like I don't, I don't think I don't think what you said is an accurate thing, Doctor. I don't. <laughs> I mean, they're they're fast. Don't get me wrong, but like they're still using plunger fingers. Yeah, what's um, the line? It's like a thousand billion. It's just so hype. Like it sounds like a kid is just making up numbers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so hyperbolic. 
<laughs> it's a real sign um, of things to come mm-hmm. in future eras of the show. True. <laughs> um, I think the I think the thing that I'm I'm most upset with um, with this Dalek episode is that I don't think Robert Shearman never comes back, does he? No, he doesn't. Which is a crime. Ridiculous. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. Um, He needs to write another episode of Doctor Who. Yes, he does. Yeah. Does he still does he still do big finish stuff or is he just working on like fiction and stuff? I think he's just like writing prose. Yeah. (sighs) That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a bummer. Um. But hey, we've got uh we've got a we've got a handful of big finish audios of his mm-hmm. to look forward to, I guess. Um but Yay, that's, we love big finish. Yeah. <laughs> um but that's it. The next time we do Eighth Doctor will be one of his. Oh yeah, yeah that is his. Okay, cool. Yeah, Chimes of Midnight. Yeah. That's Robert Sherman. Um but yeah, he definitely uh he definitely needs to come back. I guess the last thing he did was in twenty sixteen, uh which was like a uh like a short fiction thing mm. um or something something like that some kind of short doctor who short story but uh i like that's, that's i like his take it. on doctor who it's like weird and kind of dark kind of like in the neil gaiman um sense of dark like it's like whimsical but also like raw and yeah i i it's yeah i like his his take on whimsical and raw <laughs> Yeah. No, I love this. And I just, I love the idea of, you know, you, you want to make these fat, stupid robots scary, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they're fat, stupid robots. Mm -hmm. And I think it works in this. Yeah, no. And that's what I'm saying is like the way that you make it scary is you, you make one Dalek scary. If you can make one Dalek scary, like if you can show why one Dalek is scary, then when you get to the end of this season, and a ship opens up and thousands pour out. Mm-hmm. It suddenly you suddenly understand what the stakes of that are. Yeah, know? it really is kind of the alien or predator effect where mm-hmm. you know you again that kind of may, you know more is cooler and oh look at all this look at all this epic stuff happening. But yeah, you really you can lose the weight so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then become hilarious again, which I'm also not against. It's a win-win situation for me, these guys. <laughs> it is. It was. It's really. Uh, it's really moving when the Dalek just like wants to feel the sun. Mm. Yeah, like can it even? Yeah, and like God, it's so it has layers of sadness, like a Dalek. Yeah. The Dalek, the Dalek in this one in particular, because he's got like the little cobweb in the back and everything. It reminds <laughs> me of. Um, it reminds me of. Uh, of is it? Is it? What is? I forget what the what the. The king's name is in Super Mario Brothers, but like the the fungus king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Oh, that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that movie. You you know what? If you if you take out Mario Mario and Luigi Mario and you replace it with the Doctor and a companion, that's a great Doctor Who episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like legit. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, am I wrong? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. 
my gosh. Uh, anyway. It's, uh, <laughs> there it is. So is Mario the uh, doctor or is Mario the companion? <laughs> I think I think Mario has to be the doctor, right? Just 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 for just for respect reasons. Um, uh, plus plus, uh, Bob Hoskins is British, so there oh, there you go. You go. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Leguizamo is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> My God, uh, that's I think that's what the Eighth Doctor TV movie was missing. John Fun Leguizamo. Day. <laughs> yeah, just as, as like as like a as like a streetwise beat cop. <laughs> oh my God, oh man, it's good. It's good. Uh, um, it's good. If, if you haven't watched it in a while, or if you've never seen it at all, it is a uh, it's a real classic. Mm-hmm. Dalek, Dalek. Yeah, not okay. the Mario the man. <laughs> yeah, I Honor just wanted film. to clarify you were not talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun to watch when you're eight in the nineties. <laughs> Monkey. Um. <laughs> I hated I, I used to watch that movie and be like, God, I've never wanted to be in a world less. <laughs> yeah. Like the opposite of Star Wars or Hogwarts. Yeah. The Super Mario Brothers movie, uh. the opposite of Hogwarts. <laughs> Critics are calling it the opposite of Hogwarts. <laughs> Fans are saying, "What's a Hogwarts?" Um, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they're all all the four house founders are like, "Maybe we should def- So we're definitely we're definitely calling it Hogwarts, right? Without question, one hundred percent. Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> also, I am, you know, you know, um going back to the story, I'm I am a little disappointed that we've never come back around to the major revelation that Dalek bumps are a self-destruct mechanism. Mm. Yeah, what the crap? That's like their cyanide <laughs> pill, right? Like Yeah. I always thought they were like I always thought they were like acoustics or something. Aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just aesthetic. We like them. Yeah, I I loved that retcon. That was pretty cool. But it's good it's for so, falling. It's so crazy that we've never ever seen that happen again. Like since then. Hey, uh, bucket list. Yeah. Just explode dogs. Still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kamikaze Daleks. Require them in. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I'll take. I'll exterminate you with me. Oh god! I'm taking you with me. Maybe it's god, maybe that's cr- for the best. Maybe we shouldn't bring it back. <laughs> the doctor's like the doctor's like fighting like. Like the scene of Captain America. Yeah, that's more something I would want to see if we ever saw more scenes from the Time War. It's it's then nozzles. It okay. It's nozzle starts like bubble with like foam. Oh my god! Oh, no, it's like, like a cyanide capsule. No. Um. <laughs> so it so did end like up following orders. It did. Yeah, like a good Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a good Dalek. I I think I know that there uh there there is is there a story called the Good Dalek? Is that a thing? Am I remembering mm-hmm. that right? No. This episode should be called should be called a Good Dalek. I feel like Into the Dalek is just ripping this off wholesale and doing it poorly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am not That's a god true. I am not a good Dalek. You are a good Dalek. Yeah. I, I really think that this episode would I, I think that's the only thing I would change is because I don't I don't like the t- title Dalek. Um There was a comic book story called The Only Good Dalek. Mm. I ha- I think was, I've read that, I'm pretty sure. It's an eleven and Amy joint. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think calling this a good Dalek would have been good because y- you would have seen this Dalek being tortured and stuff. And it's like, oh, like it's a good Dalek. And then you find out like, oh no, it's actually about the doctor, the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I that would have been cool. Anyway. And da- you know, there's da- that, Dalek there's that is moment. just, I, I just think Dalek is a little generic mm-hmm. of a title. Yeah. And there's that moment. There's a really great part in the end where nine has to tell Rose like, no, like this is actually a good thing for this. That's what I'm telling you is that these things suck. <laughs> right. Right. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Right. Speaking of things that suck, uh, Adam Mitchell, um, is the worst. Oh, right. Yeah. And that <laughs> yeah. scene, that scene where they're like flirting with each other, it was just making me cringe. Oh, like, is that what body they were cringe. doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It just kind of, it kind of reminds me of when, you know they're really trying to force in the new the new guy. Yeah. Or it's like no no like don't tell me that we all like Scott Eastwood in Furious Seven like make me like Scott Eastwood ever once. <laughs> He's uh, always the guy that they're trying to make us like. Um, this guy, this guy's it. Mm. Let's dunk on him. That'll make us like him. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want Scott Eastwood ever listens to this. I don't want to start beef. <laughs> We get a one star review from Scott Eastwood. Dear jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have you know. <laughs> I work very hard. I'm sure Some does. people call shape. me genuinely charismatic. <laughs> I am on many short lists. My father loves me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he sucks. Uh, it's always yeah. He makes he makes everything a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam sucks, and I and I really don't like. It, it's interesting that like all of our new Who stories. It really you know doing <laughs> doing this show this way really <laughs> goes to show you the the repetitive structure of new Who. <laughs> right. Yeah. In seasons, because like. Every story that we talk about involves like a new companion. Oh um, shoot! Yeah, like, wow. Having Holy just joined crap. the TARDIS, or or asking to join the TARDIS. Oh no, I I, I have a lot to say about that going into uh, the next two episodes. Yeah, it's just really interesting. Fifth story of every every season. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is it's weird. weird, right? Does that hold yeah, true that. with Capaldi too? Because does what's his face join up with them in episode five? Oh, oh I think, Danny! I think Danny he Pink. does. I think Danny does. Holy does. crap! Awesome. Yeah. Gosh, structure. Yes, yeah. Wow, I'm yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost ready to watch all those again. Soon. Yeah. Soon. I wanna, I wanna wait until 
I want to at least wait until uh, the first season of um, of thirteen is over. Chips. Yeah, and then Chips and house. then when we when we come back to it, we'll we'll start up on twelve again. Mm-hmm. Um, that because you know you want at least a little bit of space with the new doctor, you know, yeah, just to sort of like have a comparison of like where this led to and yeah. So anyway. Um. All right. I think that's all I got for this one. You guys have anything else? No, I'm good. Well said. Love it. It's a great story. It's better than last week. Really. <laughs> sure was. Well, we don't even know what that is yet. Terrible American <laughs> accents included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The American accents didn't get any better, but that's all right. Um. I mean, they got a little better, I guess. Uh, there's the one guy, the the one soldier guy. Um who is like telling the doctor that he's got like I'm a soldier don't tell me how to mm-hmm. kill a fat stupid robot um that guy had the worst american accent i think in the whole thing uh but mm-hmm. everyone else was mostly fine <laughs> <sighs> anyway bad american accents man the the hard r it's a tough one mm. apparently mm-hmm. yeah. uh you guys ever see from paris with love no mm Great. Jonathan Reese Myers is a really good American accent in that. Oh, nice. Sounds like an android from the 50s. <laughs> awesome. Right, I'm going to stop, stop dunking on actors today. <laughs> it's okay. Isn't that a Woody Allen movie? You can dunk on it. No, no. It's a John Travolta like, action movie. You're thinking of To Rome with Love. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I I'm thinking there's too many movies called To a Place with Love. Definitely. Also Once Upon a Time in Blank. We could probably we can probably put the kibosh on that mm-hmm. for a minute. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh I agree with that. Um <laughs> All all of those all of those titles are all made by uh cinematically beloved uh filmmakers right. who, the, the, who the, the all, same kind all, of yeah. All of, all of which I can't stand and have never been able to stand. <laughs> it's weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Uh, okay. Well, uh, that's Dalek. We'll be back. Uh-oh. What? Oh, no, never mind. There's like a big loud fire truck, but I guess you can hear it. Okay, oh. Sorry. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, next time with uh, the 10th Doctor and the girl in the fireplace. Mm-hmm.